everyone this is me again uh with me mayor as well uh sorry it took a a little bit to get to this uh podcast as i've had some things come up uh, between the runes uh discussion um this podcast is going to be about different ways to read the runes um and the preparation of being able to understand them and to be able to see what they have in store for you um done some studies i do my own rude readings uh i've had a vid key in the past um who's done my rune readings for me as well to me i feel like he's way better than i am at my own rune readings but um maybe it's just because he's got a, a clearer mind than i do um so i'm going to go ahead and get my notes together um you know how we do it and we'll put something for you to listen to in the center of this and uh, kind of get you um, in the mood to hear what's ahead um, and I look forward to uh, this discussion and sharing some of my thoughts and uh, some of my past experiences with rune readings so stay tuned
Sweden called Yggdrasil. Um, it's really difficult to explain how to find this band, so uh, I would just say use YouTube to your best ability and find them and uh, give them a listen. Um, you know, they're kind of like a, uh, a version of a Monarch Mars in their own little sense, um, so they're pretty unique. Um, so today we're going to go ahead and we're going to dive into our discussion on the runes and um, how to read them because we've we did it we did one earlier about what the runes were each individual rune what they stand for what they mean how to make a bind rune uh, etc um, so today we're going to talk a little bit on how to read the runes um, so let me go ahead here open up my notebook here for a minute 
so um, there's, you know, obviously you have a rune pouch. Uh, runes are always kept in this pouch, um, and this is for obvious reasons of keeping them together. Uh, you should always have 24. I use 24. Some people use 25 runes. Um, to me, I, I don't see the purpose of this false illusion, you know, Odin's illusionary rune type. Well, I mean, the, let me rephrase that. The illusionary rune is a stave, so I totally probably just confused everyone. Uh, it's like a berserker stave, um, and definitely uh, that's not what I'm referring to. Um, many people like to use a rune cloth. Um, I would recommend, you know, go to a Walmart uh, or your nearest like a cult store um, and get some fabric. Uh, if you know anybody that sews, great. Um, or you can use, and it doesn't have to be cloth. It can be uh, fur, pelt, you know, like deer fur, um, you know, bear fur, etc., uh, anything that you can get, really use to get your hands on and utilize for this. Um, many people like to have their own special cloth. It's kind of solely used for rune readings and rune casts. And this is called, simply enough, a rune cloth. And it's usually made of, of a piece of white single colored material. It can be square, round, or whatever appeals to you in size. Um, the traditional size, I believe, is like 18 by 18. Uh, and it's uh, possible to have a rune cloth replace your pouch. So some people actually bundle their runes in a, in a rune cloth and then tie a string around the bundle. Uh, I've seen a lot of people do that actually, and um, it's pretty unique. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure why they do it that way, but it's uh, to each their own, I suppose. Uh, a lot of people, for this reason, use pelt or fur or whatever, which makes it a little difficult to do that. Um, leather is probably a very thin leather would probably be easy um, so we talked a little bit about um, the runes and their meanings so runes along with many other forms of divination uh, can be valuable allies so in preparing to do a rune cast you're preparing to ask your higher self for answers and assistance or the gods and the norns uh, so there are many factors that, t that you need to take into account when interpreting a rune cast. Uh, for one, it takes practice, so don't get discouraged if you come up with a few duds in your first reading. Uh, God knows I did. Um, well, God's no, sorry. Uh, yeah, I promise it's a, it was an accident. So uh, similarly to counseling, I, I highly recommend that you practice rune readings on yourself before doing spreads for anyone else or else you're just going to seem crazy. Uh, because some things won't make sense. Um, so you should prepare yourself before you go and begin to read or cast the runes. Uh, start by fixing, uh, start by relaxing. Find somewhere free from distractions and then clear your mind of unrelated thoughts. It is important to concentrate on a specific question or issue while drawing and casting the runes. Uh, focusing your mind on having a clear intent will greatly enhance the accuracy of your reading. Um, I meditate, I play some music, like, uh, but not loudly, play it at like a low level, like some Danheim or Wardruna or, um, Heilong or, there has been, I mean, there's been times I've used them on or Marth, I wouldn't recommend doing it unless you, you know, it's like, cause it's, it kind of pumps you up and gets you, you know, amped, uh, instead of mellowing you out, um. Or, I, or me specifically, I'll listen to 
Um, there's a thing on YouTube I found, and it's called uh, Thor Meditation, where it's thunder and lightning, and then you hear like a slight cymbal sound. That kind of allows you to go into like a trance almost. Um, that's what I like to use. Um, I mean, but you find what works for you the best. <laughs> Interpreting a rune, a rune cast is like telling a story. Uh, so your job is to find the characters, themes, and events and advice of the reading. Uh, so, for example, you can't just, you know, pull your ass and say, okay, you're going to have a strong moment. Well, tell me a little more about it. I want it to be more intimate. Uh, so, you know, you need to develop a sense where you know the runes enough to dive into them on an intimate level because it's more important not only for the person receiving it, but it's important for you because it confirms the truthfulness and the the real divinity of um, the runes itself and their power. Uh, so keep that in mind. I always recommend, though, some people buy their runes. You can do that. Um, I recommend making them. Um, that's my preference. I take oak and ashwood and yew or whatever I can find that's in a thick enough limb and I saw mine in half and then I wood burn my uh, runes onto them and I paint them and design them however I want them to be. Um, and then I, you know, that's what I use for mine. Um, but, you know, some people like to use stone, so, uh, you know, you can get a Dremel tool uh, and go out there and find a couple of good solid stones and, and etch your runes into them and then fill them in with some paint. Um, uh, I found that acrylic paint really works well when you're painting your runes and then seal it with like a polyurethane or uh, something along those lines that will seal it in there. Um, so... So you want this to so you want these runes to tell a story. So the runes will clearly answer a question. And so sometimes they will ignore it completely, choosing to focus on other issues instead of oftentimes these issues that you knew existed but didn't want to face. So look within to see the runes ha uh, that haven't met the mark. So runes and divination working by Connecting you to that part of you that is in touch with your subconscious and higher self and the gods. Um, or that part of you that is in tune with everything. Uh, however you want to look at it all. So even the most accurate of rune casts cannot tell you what is destined to be. Uh, they only predict what is likely to happen based on the current information. And uh, negative rune casts should never be taken as irreversible. Uh, you always have a choice to change your situation in life. And divination uh, and runes will always tell you the path that you are currently on. And remember that is always within your power to keep with or alter that path. Um, because we, as uh, as our lives and like the our fate is like the ocean; it, it ebbs and flows. So it can go either way that we channel it to go. And the Norns know this. There is some things in life that we cannot change. But the runes tell us things that we can use to, uh, you know, overcome issues um, in our lives. And and with the art of Seder and with divination, I'm sure we can change uh, some of the paths that the Norns have put in our in our place. So runes are are read either, um, you know, upright or reversed when casting the runes. It's helpful to. 
uh, have a system deciding which runes you will consider upright and which ones you will consider reversed. Um, I usually interpret all the runes with their, you know, top pointing up or left up, upright or what, what have you. Um, so number one, so the one rune method, uh, simply clear your mind, concentrate on a question, and then pull one rune. Consult the meaning of this rune and see how it applies for to you. And the technique can be used as a daily pick in the morning to see what kind of day you're going to have. Or uh, you can just use a one rune method to answer yes or no question. Um, upright is yes and the reversed is obviously no. Um, I prefer the three rune method uh, which is concent you know, concentrating on a situation and draw three runes, place them. On a rune cloth table, I use a mini circular altar that I've dedicated to Odin, and I place it on there. Uh, and I've got a, a raven feather that sits in between two candles I light. Um, so when you place them on there, like one rune method, it can be is a yes or no question, but place all the runes face up. If the runes are predominantly upright, the answer is yes, or the runes are mostly reversed, the answer is no. However, um, this is called a three norns cast. And you read the first rune as the problem or issue. The second rune uh, is the course of action. And then the third rune is the outcome. Uh, you should always follow the advice of the second and third, uh, well, the second uh, rune, because uh, a lot of people call it a merc stave. Um, there is a five rune method. Um, I'm not too, too familiar on this, um, but apparently. All right, terribly sorry, I had an audio issue. All right, so uh, we have a five rune method, uh, which will concentrate on the, the, the past, the present, help, obstacles, and result. Um, and you got to lay it out as like one, two, three across, four goes above two, and five goes beneath uh, two. Uh, and some people choose to do that method, some don't. Um, there's also a seven rune method uh, where you turn over the first and second runes. These two combined form the issue and the problem. And then you flip over the third and fourth runes, and the combinations of these two runes represent the factors of your past that have influenced your present situation. And then the fifth and the sixth rune are the most important runes in this cast because they give you the they represent the advice uh, and the runes that, are, that the runes are giving you. And then the seventh rune by itself is the result of the situation. So if you follow the advice given in the spread, um, this is a less specific way to read the runes. There's many different variations and rune cast techniques and um, there's first thing you will want to do is to choose the number of rooms you will be casting uh, the number nine is closely associated with the lore um, I found it to be manageable size for rune cast the odd numbers are traditional and divination but you want to use any number as you wish um, so I, re I recommend Studying the divination meanings for each individual rune, um, discovering what it truly means and what it's meant for mostly, uh, and by doing that, <clears throat> you will be able to truly get what the runes are trying to tell you. Because there is some sites you will find online that 
do not have uh, an accurate reading of runes and then there's another site online where you'll find a really accurate reading of runes um, so I would recommend you know getting books uh, studying closely with uh, people that you may know online who are quite proficient in their rune studies and um, be able to allow you to grow on your skills and uh, help you because I recommend doing these room casts at least like either once daily or um, I recommend doing a really thorough one at least every month uh, so that way you can know what kind of trials and stuff you'll be facing uh, and how to overcome them. Um, this is all I've got for this segment. Um, the next podcast I do will be on Ayer and Ram, um, the ocean gods. Uh, I'm still doing some studies. I've had people ask me. I'm still doing some studies on Kavasir, uh, so I can gain a little more knowledge about him to do a podcast on him. There's not much out there uh, on him, uh, so you know I don't want to come out here and just pull a bunch of stuff out of my butt and you know and, and have you guys believe something that's not accurate. Um, so I'll be doing Ayer and Ran, and then after Ayer and Ran, um, I will be doing. Uh, his daughters, uh, each because he has nine daughters. The, some people call them the daughters of chaos. Some people believe they're the mothers of Hemdal also. Uh, so uh, we will see and we will do some digging on that. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, share this podcast around. It's getting some likes and everything and some reviews. Uh, so if you've got Facebook, if you don't, whatever, share it wherever you can. Tell people about it. Um, and uh, get people checking into this because the more people we get involved uh, in listening, uh, the more I'm able to do um, as far as this podcast goes. Uh, sorry, I sound a little bit rough today. Um, I'm still kind of under the weather, but uh, I ask that uh, each one of you guys take your time, study, keep a journal, and document each rune and what it means. And uh, until next time, um, I look forward to talking a little more and, and sharing some more insight with you guys. So have a good one.